Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Buckle up, strap yourself in, and get ready. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I uh, spoke with the Mayor Hector McMillan about uh, 15 minutes ago of Trent Hills, Ontario, and um, the mayor is still waiting to hear from the Ontario government and uh, a change of its position and a change of its attitude and a change of its decision concerning uh, what the government says is experimental cancer surgery when it really isn't. So you can go to GoFundMe.com and just enter Hector McMillan, H-E-C-T-O-R-M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N, and to contribute what you can to, to help the mayor get the funds to go and have the surgery done in the United States, where they'll do it at a matter of days. A matter of days. So, and where's Patrick Brown? Where's the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party leader? Where are you, Mr. Brown? Oh, and Andrea Horvath, the leader of the Ontario New Democratic Party. Where are you, Ms. Horvath? I've known you for a long time. Where is your public statement and public support for Mayor McMillan? Where are you? Enjoying the summer? Why don't you do something? Why don't you say something? Or are you in favor of the Ontario government's position? Maybe it's what you would do if you become the government of Ontario, so you don't want to say anything now. I don't know. I don't know. I just know I care about Hector McMillan. I care about other Ontarians who are in the same situation. In British Columbia, if you're... If you're diagnosed with cancer and you need a prescription medication... You get it right away in Ontario. You need prescription medication for cancer. It's not delivered to the hospital. You have to pay for it yourself, or you have to navigate a myriad number of organizations to try to get you help. It's just awful. It's awful. And Premier Wynn, where are you? Where are you, Premier? I'm right here. Minister Hoskins, where are you? I'm right here, at the right, other, right at the other end of 888-225-8255. Call me. Let's talk about the mayor. I keep inviting, they keep... whatever they're doing. Let me get to the first issue. Oh, there's another story, by the way, about the Ontario government and a family in Toronto. It's a CBC story, but I'm going to read it to you later. We only have to care about the people around us because you never know when that next person is going to be you or somebody you care about. Let's talk about gender. Los Angeles lawyer Gloria Allred, one of the most famous lawyers in the world and proactive on human rights. I know Ms. Allred a little bit now after all our conversations, and I uh, have a lot of respect for her and a lot of faith in what she does. 
She held a news conference this past Monday, and she's filed a discrimination lawsuit on behalf of a transgender man because he was, he alleges, denied a haircut at a Long Beach, California barbershop, a barbershop that described itself as a men's sanctuary. Ms. Allred, thank you for taking the time, and thanks for your patience with my, with my, um, whatever that was. <laughs> thank you very much for inviting me, Roy, to talk about this important victory which we had in our lawsuit. It was brought by our client, Rose Trevis, against Hollywood's Barbershop. And, uh, you know, in her de de declaration, which was filed with the court in support of our motion for a preliminary injunction against Hollywood's Barbershop, uh, Rose stated, quote, at the time of the events described, I was a transgender male with a masculine gender expression. Uh, I wore my hair cut short, less than two inches long, and then on the afternoon of March 4th this year, I was walking around a business neighborhood in the city of Long Beach, California, with my domestic partner, Laura Lozano, and in honor about 1.30, Laura and I came upon Hollywood's Barbershop and Shaving Parlor. I'd never heard of Hollywood's, but I decided I wanted to get a haircut. So Laura and I entered the shop, and upon entering, I could see that there was a man in one of the barber chairs having his hair cut. The barber cutting the man's hair approached me and asked how he could help us. I stated that I wanted to get a haircut. The barber told me the customers must have an appointment to, get, uh, to receive a haircut at the shop, and then I asked if there were any appointments available that day. But instead of answering my question, the barber stared at me for a few seconds before stating that the shop does not cut women's hair. I replied to the barber, who says I'm a woman? The barber repeated that the shop does not cut women's hair, and I stated again, who says I'm a woman? The barber then asked for my name and phone number. I provided this information. The barber wrote it down in a book. The barber then told Laura and me to wait and headed to the back of the shop. He momentarily reappeared with another man who also appeared to be a barber at the shop. As the second barber approached me, he tilted his head and looked at me up and down. He seemed to focus on my legs and frowned. He then asked how he could help us. I told him I wanted to get a haircut, and he replied that the shop does not cut women's hair. I said, as I had told the first barber, who says I'm a woman? The second barber stood quiet for a few moments. I became upset. The bar second barber asked for a business card. He started to walk away from me towards the front door of the shop. I followed him and told him that refusing service to me was discrimination, and the second barber told me that the business, quote, has the right to refuse service to anyone, end quote. And he also added the business is an old-school barbershop, and therefore they don't service women. Laura then asked if the reason the barbershop would not cut my hair was because Laura, as a woman, was in the shop with me. And the second barber responded, we do not cut women's hair, and women are not even allowed in the shop, end Ouch. quote. So that's what happened to, to Rose. We filed a lawsuit alleging discrimination against the barbershop, and we're happy to officially confirm now that we have achieved all of the goals which we announced when we uh, announced that we were seeking uh, to achieve certain goals with the filing of the lawsuit. The barbershop has agreed to settle this case, has agreed to a permanent injunction, that's an order, and an entry of judgment prohibiting them from directly or, or indirectly violating the Civil Rights Act by maintaining discriminatory business policies or practices and refusing to, uh, refusing to offer services to individuals due to their gender or their perceived 
gender. So you have the news conference on Monday, but the case is now settled. The case is settled. Uh, they also uh, are prohibited from advertising or marketing in any form uh, that uh, a policy of refusing to provide services or accommodations based on an individual's gender or perceived gender. They had advertised, Roy, that they were a men's sanctuary, and uh, so they're no longer a men's sanctuary because they can no longer exclude women, women or those they perceive to be female. So what I don't quite understand is whether Rose Trevis was presenting herself in the barbershop as a male or female. I'm, I'm not sure about that. Or Rose, does that matter? Rose Trevis, and by the way, that's Rose's birth name. Right. Uh, Rose does use a name that... Um, you know, more people would identify as male. Okay. That's what, uh, I was a little confused about that. that. private, so we're saying Rose and he, but Rose appears uh, as a male. Okay, so they made a decision that they had somebody in front of them who was transgender and didn't fit their, their, um, their profile of the client they would service as a men's sanctuary. They made the arbitrary decision to not service. And I, okay. I, understand, I understand why why you would challenge that. Exactly, because, you know, it's a, it's a privilege to be in business. Yeah. Uh, it's not a right, and that's what a license to do business means. It's a privilege. And so if you're going to be in business in California, you cannot discriminate either on account of gender or on account of perceived gender. Uh, and, you know, there are many people who are transgender. And, you know, it shouldn't be that a, a, a barbershop or any business you know, is trying to decide whether a person is male or female. Really, it's in the economic interest of a business as well as in the interest of the public for everyone to be served. Yeah, I want you, uh, Rose, I'm using the name that you used in the news conference and yes. using on the air. So Rose Trevis was just asking for a haircut. I wasn't all. asking for anything exorbitant, just asking for what they do. That's all. That's all. Uh, but, you know, and but the let fact me ask you. they say that they can refuse service to anyone, I'm sure a lot of people have seen that kind of sign. Yeah. Um, it's not true. Well, let me ask you, is, um, is it an issue for a private organization or a private business to say, I know what your answer is going to be, but I, I have to ask it anyway. Is it, is it an issue if the business says, this is what we're doing, this is the clientele we're aiming for, and I'm looking at the obviously the gender separation, where either um, or, or an all men's club or an all women's club, you can't do that, eh? There's the Canadian in me, eh? Um, you, you cannot do that. Well, is that correct? Um, you know, the question is, uh, you know, is, a, is it a business or is it a private club? Right. The fact in California that a that a, that an entity decides to label itself as a private club. Yeah is not going to be conclusive on the issue of whether they really are a private club. Well, I guess what I'm asking is, if it was a golf, if it was, if it was all right, if it were a golf course or golf club, because we had the, the controversy over the Masters not admitting women members for many, right. many years, right? So let's say it's a golf course that has a men's only policy, and Rose Trevis walks in, and uh, they make the decision that, you know, this is men only, and we decide... Who plays, and we're deciding you're not a man, and so you're not playing. They're still, they're still, they would still be in violation of the law. Well, again, it depends on whether they're a private club or actually a business, which is open to certain members of the club. 
public, we've had that issue at the Supreme Court in California. Right. For example, we've had the issue with country clubs. Right. Say they're private, but in fact are often open to members of the public. And I've sued golf courses, I might add, in California, um, who don't treat women equally or who exclude them from the golf course. And I've had that with some success. So it really, uh, it really depends on what the situation is. In this case with Hollywoods, um, they've had a web page uh, that depicts a gentleman's only sign. Uh, they've had, um, you know, they've had. There was an article: real men go to barbers. You know, this kind of thing. Right. Um, there has been, uh, you know, some advertising that we cited that um, that really was. Well, I, well, I heard you. I heard you in the news conference. Concerned that they that they wanted men. Yeah, I have about thirty seconds. I heard you in the news conference say that part of their advertising was leave the old lady at home. Yeah, well, that was uh, yeah. They said something to that effect in their advertising, and who wants a buxom blonde sitting next to them? I'm paraphrasing, but it was close. Uh, when they're having a uh, a shave. Um, and, yeah, you want to be able to talk about the old lady. Um, right. You know, this is also stereotypical, but the point is they must not advertise. Now, they, they, they could be in, held in contempt. We would seek to hold them in contempt if they have advertising that would uh, seek to discourage women uh, from going into Hollywood right. and obtaining the service they offer, which would be a haircut. Ms. Allred, I thank you for the time, as always. Anytime. Thank you. All the you. best. Bye-bye. Gloria Allred from Los Angeles, one of the most famous lawyers in the world. So the barbershop has uh, folded, and well, not closed, but they've folded their argument. And um, they refused uh, a haircut, as you heard, to a transgendered man. They're using her, uh, well, the uh, original name, Rose Trevis, for the case of talking to the media. But the question is, the question is, in your view, did the barbershop have the right to deny a haircut because they said, you're not a man, you're a woman? Were they outside the law, outside decency, outside expectations, outside social norms, outside the change in society? Or... Did they have the right to make the decision they made, which has now been overturned by the court, um, or which they have agreed was wrong? Did the barbershop have the right or not? 888-225-8255-416-870-6400. The number to call. We'll be talking to the Women's Liberation Front in a little bit. They're suing the government, U.S. government, on this um, issue of gender identity. We'll be joining us in minutes. Triple A two two five eight two five five four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Was the barbershop within its rights to say no haircut, or were they wrong? Give me a call. Passionate, patriotic, a little bit pugilistic, and always professional. Hear what Roy Green has to say on the Chorus Radio Network. I uh, must confess, I'm feeling uh, more than just a little pugilistic today. I'm going to protect the mayor. I'm going to protect Mayor McMillan. Feeling more than a little pugilistic. 
On the Gloria Allred story about the barbershop and the decision the barbershop made and whether you believe the barbershop had the right to make the decision, emails pouring in, Roy at RoyGreenShow.com from uh, Dave. It seems anything that is men's only is discriminatory. It seems anything that is women's only is okay. And if a man wants to go there, that's not allowed. Pure double standard. There's from Dave and Daryl. Roy, the woman that you have on is part of the problem. All the PC crap. I say yes, they have the right to refuse anyone. PC crap? Well, that's not what the law says. And by the way, I I I uh, I, I, I looked at the news conference with uh, Gloria Allred and her client, and the client presented as a man to the to the uh, barbershop. And when you well, you take a look at the news conference. Jonathan in Brampton, Ontario. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, how are you doing today, Roy? Good, sir. How are you? I'm well. Uh, this is very interesting to me because I have a, a family member in Portugal who also runs a kind of like a hipster men's only barber shop, and uh, there is a feminist organization in Portugal trying to make him close down his shop through legal procedures, saying that it's discriminatory to women. Uh, and what he ended up having to do, which maybe I think this barber shop should also do, is he no longer says women aren't allowed in or they only cater to men. But he only does specific haircuts, which generally 99% of the time only men would want. Well, you see, though, the, the, the person who Gloria Allred is uh, representing in, in this case presented, um, even though we used the name Rose Trevis, that was the birth name of, of, of yes. her client, presented as a man. And when you, look at the, when you look at the news conference, you look at Rose Trevis, very definitely a male haircut. So Rose Trevis going by her male name, which Gloria Oliver did not use, um, would want a male haircut. Uh, and I think then what they should do, uh, especially for business, I mean, money cut, is... Cut the hair. Cut, cut the hair. Cut I the mean, hair. I, just, I have one question, though, that I am confused. It, it, not that it matters much, but was Rose born a man and is transitioning to a woman, or was it a woman who's transitioning into a man? Transi- transitioning, uh, transitioning into a man. i got to go. Thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate it. I have to take a break. We will come back with more of your calls, and we'll be talking to the Women's Liberation Front from the United States. And they are suing the Department of Justice and the Department of Education over a law that says students will uh, be allowed to attend or go to any uh, washroom of, or locker room of their choosing based on gender self-identification. That is coming up and more of your calls as well at 888-225-8255-416-870-6400. Your points of view, we'll hear them when we come back. <laughs> 